Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our Creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this is a time set aside for us to worship and pray, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us a space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true, and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose, and let it out through your mouth, in through the nose, and out through the mouth. Breathe in through the nose. Sigh it out through the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Seal the lips and exhale through the nose. Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So as you begin to notice your breath, I invite you to take a moment to just give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and to know that he is as close to you as your next breath. As you continue breathing in and out through the nose, I just invite you to notice what your breath is like. Can you feel the temperature of your breath? Can you feel the quality of your breath? As you breathe in, is it high up in your chest? Or can you begin to let your breath slow down and let it come all the way down to the bottom of your belly? As you breathe in, begin to notice if your belly expands, let your ribs expand. And as you breathe out, empty out your lungs like you're emptying a balloon. Then just let each breath become a little more expansive than the last. Now let's just begin to notice our body. So if you're sitting in a chair, I invite you to plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall. Or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. If so, just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground. Wherever you are, I just invite you to relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Unfurrow your brow. And just continue to breathe deeply the breath of life. To connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to practice breath prayer. 
The practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. Breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, Let my life, and as you exhale, leave a legacy of your name. Inhale, let my life. And exhale, leave a legacy of your name. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath. This week our reading comes from Psalm 132. It says, Remember, O Lord, in David's favor all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Ja'ar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priests I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. Friends, there was so much in Tom's sermon. But what I want to focus on today is the idea of legacy that is illustrated in this psalm and that Tom highlighted in the message. I love how Tom talked about our idea of legacy being a financial and material thing. That when we think about leaving a legacy for our kids, we think of leaving a financial inheritance, money for them to live off of once we are gone. But God's idea of legacy is building a place for His name to dwell for generations to come. I don't know about you, but for me, that is so convicting. So let's take a moment and just consider our lives and the priorities that we have in place. The best way to understand our priorities is to look at our use of time. So take a moment and reflect on how you spend your time. Is your time spent building your finances so you can live comfortably? 
Or if you have a family, maybe your time is spent shuttling your kids to and from sports practices and games. Or maybe your time is spent pursuing experiences, not things, like having fun. For the next few moments, I invite you to take an honest evaluation of how you spend your time. As I say every week, there is no condemnation in Christ. This is simply a space to be honest with ourselves and God as we reflect on how we are truly spending our time. So take a moment and talk with the Lord as you take an honest look at how you spend your time and the motivations behind why you spend your time the way you do. As Tom pointed out in the sermon, when God talks about building a legacy, a house, he's not talking about a physical building. He's not talking about finances. He's talking about the story of our lives being a place where the name of God dwells. As we flip this idea of legacy on its head to what God is desiring for our lives, let's take a moment and go back to the exercise of evaluating our time. Is reading God's word a priority in your life? Maybe you say it is, but when honestly evaluating the time you put forth into doing it, do your actions support your words? What about sharing the love of Jesus with others? How much time do you spend doing that? For those of you with families, when you think about what you leave, what you want to leave with your kids, what comes to mind? Are you working towards building a financial nest egg to leave to your children? Or are you teaching them the love of Jesus so that his name is great amongst your family for generations to come? Again, this is not a space of condemnation. This is a space for honest reflection that will lead to a time of prayer and confession between you and the Lord, which then leads to repentance, which then leads to transformation. Friends, this is how sanctification happens. We must begin with an honest look at where we are so that we can move forward to who God created us to be. So today, let's just start there. Let's take an honest evaluation of the legacy that we are building with our lives. As you take this honest evaluation, if you begin to notice there are things where your priorities might be a little out of whack, I invite you to just consider one step, the next right thing that you can do towards aligning your priorities with God's priority for who He created you to be. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the call back to your promise with David so long ago. Thank you for Jesus as the fulfillment of that promise. Lord, we come before you and ask forgiveness for the places where we are working towards building a financial legacy for ourselves and our families. Lord, help us to let the story of our lives be a place where your name dwells for generations to come. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
Yeah. <laughs> 